Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the LifePoint Christian Church Podcast. Let's get started. So today I want to talk about answering the call or, baby, we got work to do. Amen? Okay, here we go. Wow. <laughs> Last week, one of Derek's points were all Christians, our prime focus is to fulfill the Great Commission. I believe that. You don't have a choice. I'm going to let you guys right now. I'm not going to let you off the hook that you can just come in here and sit and hear Pastor uh, Chris and see all these things and have this beautiful building, these nice chairs. Very comfortable, right? They're very comfortable. But God has called you to be able to be in be part of the Great Commission. God to make disciples of your family and of the world. God has called you to make disciples of your family, your community, and your world. God has called each and every one of us. We have no choice. So if you think you have a choice, I'm going to tell you right now, that's not true. You have to get out there in the byways and whatever it is, you got to share. And sometimes it's dropping a seed. Sometimes it's being encouraged to somebody. These, the, this community, you young brothers that are here, they need to see you. They need to see you that you're called to God and that you have something to say to God. It's a, it's a mandate by Jesus Christ that it says to go and make disciples. Amen? Amen. The Great Commission. Then the 12 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of him doubted. Some of him doubted. I have a problem with that. Some of them doubted. But it's okay. Then Jesus then Jesus told his disciples, I have been giving you all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the Father, the name, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them, teach these new disciples, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you. And be sure of this, I will be with you even to the end of age. I believe that I am so glad that Pastor Chris and Heather answered the call. Because that's why you have LifePoint. Because they answered the call. Not to build a church and not to come and have all this stuff. That came later on. But their main focus was to answer the call of Jesus. To, 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 to come in and, and, and have a place where you could come and you can learn and you can develop and you can answer the call and, and you can make disciples. And that um, he, they called that LifePoint. So can you imagine if LifePoint wasn't here? If LifePoint was not here, my daughter would not have been 18, 17 years ago a place to come in and get rooted and grounded. She would not, you would not, your, some of your children that have been raised in this church would not have this place to be rooted and grounded. They've answered the call and they put together an amazing staff, an amazing staff. You have Pastor Derek, wife Aaron, you have Pastor Trevor, wife Callie, you have Pastor Noah, whose wife is Rebecca, and she's do today to have the baby, so keep her in prayer. I talked with him, amen. So I want you to give a rounding applause. In fact, let's stand and just give a rounding applause for the staff that they have, that God has blessed you with. God has blessed you with a staff that loves you and that, that, that wants, yeah, amen, that's it. I love it, I love it. You may be seated. He has blessed you with the staff. He has blessed you with a board. He has blessed you with volunteers. You know, you got these brothers in there putting the coffee together, man. You got these people opening up, putting the signs down. You have these people doing all these things. There's a lot of moving parts of this church, but it's for the glory of God. I believe that this church has rooted and grounded in the, the belief that they're doing kingdom work. The training here at LifePoint is amazing. First step, rooted, gift of groceries, 
um, um, all the other things in the community and abroad, the teaching that they're going to have, the men's seminar that where you can sign up and go to a men's conference where I know God's going to challenge you. And I know that there's conferences here that are for the ladies where you go and you get encouraged with what God has, has for you to do that. We need to be able to put ourselves in a place. This church has put itself in a place to make you successful for the kingdom of God. It, has, it is teaching. It's a teaching church. It's a church that will help you to develop those things that God has given you, those gifts that you have. You can develop them here at this church. It's not a church to come and sit. It's not a church to just come and say, well, you know what? I'm part of the worship team. That's all. No, 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 no. You have many more things to do. That's just probably one of your gifts. You have to be able to use those things for the community. And it's not just limited to the church. And to the, it's not just limited to the church to go out to the, in, to the church, but to go out into the world and to teach this. In my opening, I read, I read 28, 17. They saw him and they worshiped him, but they doubted. I think sometimes in our church, there's a lot of time we can come in on Sunday, but then the rest of the week, we're really not, we're really not, we're really doubting him. We're doubting the things that he's called us to do. What they have preached on Sunday, we doubt the word. We say, you know, is that really, was that really for me? Was that really, how can I apply that word for me? So today I want to help you with your doubt. What doubt does is it stops you. It's fear. It causes you uh, to, 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 to not be sure of what you're doing. Now, some of the doubt may become to not sharing the word of God. Is, ah, you know what, they don't want to hear about the word of God. Oh, you know what? Everybody wants to talk about certain things, but nobody wants to talk about the word of God, the importance of God being in your life. And a lot of times we shy away from that because we know that uh, maybe somebody has shut us down. Maybe we've been hurt. Maybe in our church experience, somebody has hurt us. So we, we shy away from that, that great demand to go out and make disciples. But today I want to help you. I want to help you with that doubt. But I'm not just speaking to you. I'm also speaking to myself. There's some things that I'm praying about, and I've, had, I've got some, uh, my bishop praying for me and just helping me to, to work through, and I talked him over with, with what I'm looking at, um, and I'm saying, okay, is this from God, or is it just something that I want to do? But I believe that God's going to show me the way. There's maybe things that you want to do, but because of the doubt, you've, you've backed off. Maybe it's even a bigger relationship with Christ, a greater relationship with, to Christ to put all in, but you're just not really there. Because you just sort of like doubt. Do I really need this? Yes, you need it. God loves you. He went to the cross for each and every one of you. He wants to use you. So in this first scripture that I have, fighting against doubt, it's on the board. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let the church say all things. Oh, we could do, come on, man. We could do better than that. Let the church say all things. We can do all things. He will strengthen you. Strengthen you when it comes to Jesus that he will he will help you. We got to read the word. We got to stay in the word We got to pray with Ourselves we're limited with Jesus. We're unlimited You should have your go-to verses You should have the verses in your Bible underlined the verses that will help you through the day through all the different stuff that we go through Amen Amen, Amen. How many of you guys have been called uh, in you know, in our church worlds, holy rollers. Have any, is there any, I got any, any holy rollers in here? A one. I had, it's amazing. I had more in the other service. Holy rollers are people that they call us. They said that when you were in church, we just rolled on the floor. 
Okay, that's Holy Rollers. But there was, when you would say amen, you'd say amen. Everybody just, amen, thank you, Jesus. So I guess we got one or two or three. We had more in the, the second service. Well, they were actually older, so maybe the older people understand the Holy Rollers. I'm a Holy Roller, so I like to get into it. Okay, so here, um, I can do all things through, through Christ who strengthens me. Isaiah 41, it says, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my right, righteous right hand. This is the word again, fear. Fear not. I'm expecting a move of God. I'm expecting God to use you. I'm expecting God to use you. I'm expecting God to use this church to take it to another level. But we can't do it with the fear that we have and the fear that we say, I don't know, I don't know. No, we got to give the fear to God. Last week, Pastor uh, Derek talked about two, uh, uh, two hands of uh, faith, two, two-fisted faith. I'm saying we need to have the faith of the hand of faith and we can throw the doubt away. So you can have two hands of faith, that God has called us to faith. It's a faith walk. And I want, to know, I want to let you know that I expect the move of God. God is my strength, and he will use his hands, and he will, he will move us, and he will guide us, and he will always be with us. Even in my doubt, he will always be there with us until I can come to the place of just offering everything to him. Psalms 27 uh, 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. And whom shall I be afraid? This is my go-to. You know, many time, you know how many times I've said this when I've had to go somewhere, I had to do it. And I say, God, I don't know if I could really do this. I'm, I'm, a, I'm afraid, God, I don't know. But then I look and said, you are my light. No fear. You are my strength. For him I've come in the power of the Holy Spirit. See, I come in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide us and it will help us in every situation that we're in. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who, am I, who, who will I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life and whom will I be afraid? I come. He's given me the Holy Spirit to come boldly to him. When you became a Christian, you, the Holy Spirit dwells with inside of you. When Jesus was going to heaven, he said, man, he goes, don't fear. I'm going to give you the comforter. The comforter leads you and to guide you into all truths. You got to walk in the Holy Spirit. You got to identify the Holy Spirit that's within you. That the things that you have, you have, the things that you can be, it's through the Holy Spirit. I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thank you. I thank him because he leads me and he guides me into all truths. Amen? Amen. 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 Psalms 139, 13. I love this portion of scripture. This is there again, my go-to also. It says, you have, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body, and knitting me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Are we complex? Oh, you're not? Yeah, we're com- Come on, people. We're complex. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. You watched me when I was made. You watched, you watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. When I was woven together in the dark of your womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. How precious are your thoughts about me. Oh, God, they cannot be numbered. This helps me to understand who I am. God has given me gifts and talents. And I want you to know that God has given you gifts and talents. 
God has given you the ability to walk upright before him. God has given you the ability to raise your families. God has given you the ability to do the things that you do. I believe this with all my heart, and I said it in the other service. I believe when, when, this, when you were in your mother's womb that God was going up there, oh, you know what? This guy right here, because he, he already called him Pastor Chris. He was already going to be a pastor. He said, boom, Pastor Chris, before when he was in the nitty together in his womb, in his mother's womb. Pastor Chris. And they said, you know what? I'm going to also give him a wife. Her name's going to be Heather. Boom. They're, they're going to start a church. I believe that. Do you, do you sort of see where I'm coming? If you have the gift of dance, God has gifted you even before you were born to have the gift of dance, to worship him. Trevor, Trevor's a, he's a songwriter too. And I know that God has given him the gift of worship. He, God said, you know what? Boom. Gift of worship. Because when he comes, he can trust him with the worship. He can trust him with the word of God. God can trust you with the word of God. Some of you, you are, you are doctors. You have all these, these, these titles and stuff, but you're a Christian. I believe that in this, in this city, that some of the, 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 the police department, um, I believe that there's going to be a chief that's going to come from this church. And I already talked to somebody about that because God has ordained him. God has gifted him to be that person. People are looking to him because he, he brings that, that quality that, the, this, that this community needs. Amen? Amen. Amen. Did you hear what I'm saying? That you're gifted. Some of you are gifted in different areas. Some of you, uh, you, 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 you're outdoorsmen. Let that gift that you have for the outdoorsmen to be outside, let it be pleasing to God. T tell them that, you know, when you're hitting golf clubs or you're out there hunting, man, when I go out in the golf course, I go, man, look at this place, brother. I'm with guys, they're non-believers, and I'm saying, man, I just thank God for it. They go, yeah, it's nice. I go, yeah, but I thank God. You know, I hope I hit this one straight. <laughs> I thank God for that. You're gifted in your talent, and you have to know that. You have been utterly designed for the kingdom work. God has put you, your gifts and your talents, for this church, for LifePoint. This LifePoint needs you to answer the call of the Great Commission that you, you are handpicked. God has handpicked you. You, you young brothers that, that, that think you, you know, I'm going to do my own. No, you're handpicked. Your parents are praying for you because they know the call on your life. And you know what? They, a lot of times that conversation is not all that pleasant, but they know that the call on your life. So they just go into the closet, close the door, and say, oh, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that you get him. Just fill him with your Holy Spirit. Let him go to somewhere where, where God can just minister to him. Amen? Amen. Moving parts. One body. Revelation 12, just as our body has many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. We all belong to each other. Harvest Church belongs to the body. Some of the churches that you've come from belong to the body. Instead of knocking them down, let's do some things together. Let's become one. Amen? And I got one. Let's do some things together. It's not about just life pointless. No, we're, we're the body of Christ. And how can the world, how can we be this church and we can't function with other churches? And let me tell you this, churches that don't look like us. Ooh, what does that mean, Ben? Well, <laughs> that don't look like you. That's what it means. Same theology, same wanting to see God move in the community. Same thing that, you know, praying for the kids, all the stuff that we do here, all the training that we do here. But God wants us to be, God wants us to be relevant. And the world is looking for a church 
that is relevant. They're looking for a community of believers that are relevant, that, that understand the gospel of Jesus Christ, that have been sold out, that want to do kingdom work. You're part of a church. You're part of a training church. This church is launching you guys out to be very successful in kingdom work. That's why you have all the training. That's why they put all these things. That's why your kids are at camp. This is training. You're going to have some kids that are going to be pastors. You're going to have some kids that are going to be, that, that are going to be this and that, and they're going to be missionaries all over the world. We have to recognize that that's what God has called us to do, using our talents and gifts for the Great Commission. In his grace, God has given us different gifts. You have to know that. For doing certain things well. Doing certain things well. So if you have the gift and you have the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If God gives you a scripture or God puts on your heart for, to go pray for someone or you see someone in the hall and you just, in your heart, you just say, man, I need to go to that person. But I don't know how to really do it. You have covering. You have ministers. You have elders. I mean, you have, you have an uh, elder board that can help you and show you how to do it because you want to be successful in it. There's people that I want to pray. I prayed for a lady today. I just, I just felt I, when I was praying that God had given me a word, and I prayed for her today. Now, I could have said, well, you know what? <laughs> What's she going to think about that? I, mean, I don't know. I said, no, I'm doing it in faith because that's what God has called us to do. So if you have the, if you have the gift of, of serving... Serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. Serving others with a smile on your face, not complaining. If you're complaining, you're not serving well. Can I get an amen? amen? I was complaining because we had to put out those uh, pink, with it, those flamingos. I was putting out the flags, and I see this big bucket of flamingos. I go, man, what? Put the flags out. Like, I ain't going to put them out. Complaining. I ain't. So I put him in. I said, hey, man, what's with the flamingos? I was asked Rick, and he told me what, the, what was with the flamingos. And I said, oh, and then I, got, I was checked. Let's see, this, this is how the Holy Spirit works, with just the little things. Man, you're not serving well. You know what I went and did? I went and got the bucket of flamingos, put it out there. I even put it out there straight so it wasn't all like this, you know, and I wanted to make sure because I want to be, I want to be a servant of God, and I want to serve well. I don't want to just come and serve and then leave. I want to serve well. If you're a teacher, come prepared. Teacher, if you come with an excitement, if you're a teacher in the school district, if you're a teacher at the church, come a little bit over the top. I love teachers that are over the top, Dr. Ben. I love them when they're, when they're a little bit over the top because you just, you're like, hey, man, I can get from this guy. Be over the top if that's your gift. There again, you have those gifts at birth. Amen. If you have the gift, if you have the gift to encourage others, encourage them. If you have the gift of giving, give gracious, gracefully. If you have the gift of leaders, ability, take it, the responsibility seriously. If you have the gift of showing kindness to others, show it gladly. I believe that if you show kindness, an encouraging word goes a long way. Just to say good morning, how you're doing. Just to, just to walk up to somebody and say, hey, how, how's it going today? When we hand out groceries, how are you doing today? You know, we laugh and we, we, we have a great time there because we're laughing. It's just a joyful time. But, man, there's needs at that, in that food line. I've had ladies cry 
when we give them food and they go, I have, I have nothing. This is all we have. And they say, bless me. Now, I don't know if they're Christians. I don't know what church they go to. I'm not even concerned about that. But I can pray for them. I've prayed for people that, that, were, that, that were not, you know, you know our, our affiliation per se. They were probably Sikhs. But you know what? Nobody's ever turned me away and said, no, you, know, you can't pray for me. Because I recognize the need. God calls us to the need. We were, I got six minutes. We, <laughs> put the time frame on us. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we were, have you ever been in a place where you didn't have money? You know, you just like, it was tough. It was tough. I would go to San Francisco Christian Center. And <clears throat> we'd go because we wanted to be in church. And we were new Christians. And we only had one daughter at the time. Gabby wasn't born yet. And I don't know if you ever heard of a... Um, uh, Pentecostal handshake. Pentecostal handshake is when somebody slips you some money and they just said, here, man, I had no money for, I had money for gas, but I had no money for food. And they gave me that money. Sister Eartha McDonald, she's in heaven now. Do you know what that did to me? That put a spirit of giving in my heart. That if I have extra, I'm going to give it. I want more so I can give away. I go to Mexico and we're building churches and we're doing those things and I had somebody write me a check and I was afraid to ask them for the full amount because I don't know how to ask for money. You know what, that brother wrote me the check. He laughed at me and said, yeah, here man, you don't want a receipt? I don't need no receipt. And it was a nice size check. So with that money we're going and we're gonna put in floors in churches where kids can have service and kids can meet and do all these different things. I want to be generous, and I want to do it well. My last point is this. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what's wrong. Hang tight to what is good. Sunday morning in service, we do a good job of loving people. Sometimes people that look like us. Sometimes people that have what we have. But what about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? This world, and God's in control, it has put white against white, black against black, brown against brown, Asian against Asian. We are the light of the world. God has called us to genuinely love each other. And I want you to understand that if we don't do that, we will stop being the light. We will stop being what God's called us to. I told Pastor Chris, this church is on the cusp of greatness. But see, they've answered the call. They've answered the call. Him and, him and, him and, and, and Heather, they've answered the call. Now it's up to you. Are you going to answer the call? How many people are you going to bring into this church? Can you imagine if this church starts to look like your community, that you, those doors are busted open and you're going to have people that are released from prison sitting right next to you, people that don't have jobs sitting right next to you. And I'm amazed because you guys have companies, and I know you hire people from within the church. When they, I've listened to some of your stories. I've got to know more people by just serving that I would never meet in being in church. So when you serve, serve well. Find out what your gift is. 
If you haven't had a gifted class, I know what you're gifted in and how you're gifted and the things that God has called you to. Then maybe that need class needs to happen. I don't know if you've had that. I've had that. But it's a, it's, 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 a, it's a great course because you start to understand and you start to move in what God's called you to. See, it makes no sense to come here day after day and not move and not fulfill what God has called us to do. Each and every one of you are hand-picked for the place that you're in. Yeah, you may not be a pastor. You may not go to the mission field, but you're going to be teaching students. You're going to be in a place of business. You're going to be able to you manage people. Some of you are going to be this or that working for law enforcement, all these different places. God has called you for a purpose. And we can't sit on that gift that he's given us. I refuse to sit on that gift that he's given me. And if I see someone, because I'm like this, that I'm going to pull them aside, brother, what's your call? What, what's, what are you doing? Not jacking him, but encouraging him. We have to do that. You have to be surrounding yourself with people that will help you to understand. Young brothers, you guys need to get into a group that's going to help you and walk with you through your faith. Because, man, there's all kinds of stuff grabbing at you. These brothers that play basketball, these professional people, these golfers, all these different things that you guys have all seen, especially if you're a little older, you've seen what the world has done to them. God has given you a platform. Use your platform. Use it well. Amen? Amen? Amen. I want to pray for you. If you feel something that I said that you want to say, God, I, I, I need to know more of you. I, I want to use my gifts. I want to, I want to be more connected with you. I, I want you to raise your hand. And, and I, know, I know this may be different, but, you know, Chris said I, it was okay because I asked him. If you feel that you want something from God that's new, that's fresh, I want to use my gift. I want to use the thing that you put inside me. How do I do that? If you have that, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to stand up, and we're going to pray for you. Stand up at this. Stand up right now. If this is, your, if this is what you're desiring for God to do with inside you, because I'm standing up with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I do this and I do that, but I'm standing with you because I want more of God. I can never have enough of God. You can't outdo God. You just can't outdo him. I'm going to wait just, I got 24 seconds. I know there's more of you. I, I, you know what? I sense that, but it's okay. It's okay. Because God knows. God knows. God knows. God knows. God, I thank you and I praise you as I put both hands up, God. I can't do anything without you. I recognize the gifts and the talents that you've given this body through the pastors and through the leadership. God, I pray that there would be such an outpouring of what you want to do in this church. God, help us to step up and to do the things that you've called us to do in the name of Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit. We give you praise and we give you glory. And the church says amen. 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 Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's message. You can learn more about us by visiting us online at lifepoint.org. If you are ever in the Sacramento area, we would love to see you in person. 
Events and service times can be found on our website. Thank you for listening, and we hope you join us for our next episode.